This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it. As we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Good afternoon. We are live. That's right. Our phone lines are open. If you'd like a free assessment of any of your valuables, antiques, collectibles, sports memorabilia, maybe it's gold, silver coins or jewelry, old advertising items, uh, comic books, vintage toys, we can handle it all. So if you've been sitting in the corner of your basement or living room for decades or even generations and you're wondering what it might be worth, now's a good time to call in. Our phone number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. If you're out of town, it's toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. We only have one star from Storage Wars Canada today, Paul Kenny. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yeah, no, Bogart, on Friday night, he says, I got to go to England. I said, you back by Sunday? He says, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you might have been able to fly there, you know grab a sandwich, and come back. No, no, but you know why he left? I don't know. Because this weekend we had to work. Oh, yeah. well, we smart. Yeah, yeah you guys no. were doing the big estate sale. Yeah. He, he went in, he saw all the furniture, he says, Dad, we're going to have to lift that. I says, no, we're not going to have to lift it. You're going to have to lift it. So I have to tell you, so we, you guys did uh, in the Islington and Eglinton area, you guys, what you, you explained on the show, yeah. it's oh. an estate sale. He said, oh, Ben, you should drop by. I said, I'd love to. It'd be great. So I show up on the Saturday after all, you know, I, you were yeah. telling me even Friday was even busier. If you told me that you could get that much stuff into, how big was that house? 3,000 square feet with a finished basement? 3,400 square 3, feet. 3,400 square feet. And a totally finished basement, by the yeah, way. Yeah. And every, every square inch was covered with stuff. In the beginning, you weren't there for day It was one. astounding. Well, I pulled up on, I pulled up yesterday morning. Yeah. What, 300 cars are there? Yeah, yeah. The, the foot traffic was incredible. The energy was incredible. We only had one call to the, to the police, so that was good. About parking? <laughs> yeah, maybe it wasn't <laughs> about parking. No, because you don't want to park in front of people's driveways. But And also the garbage truck had to get up. But we had a lineup of 75 to 85 people at 11 o'clock. They were there at 4 o'clock in the morning signing the book to be first in line. And it was a rush, a rush of people. And right now, I wish I'd taken more pictures of the whole house when we started and then showed you a completely blank canvas of a house now. All you have is rugs, floors, and walls. That place is ready for the next occupant to come in, take it, and move in. And that's what we do. It, but if you'd – like that – whoever owned that house, that was not just a – typical person who lived in a home. There was enough to fill three stores for yeah. uh, Christmas stuff and also Royal Dalton's on the main floor and furniture, furniture, furniture. I was with you later in the afternoon and a woman comes up. She goes, I love this mirror on the wall. I hadn't even seen the mirror. 
because there was so much stuff and so many people. Yeah. And it was a beautiful mirror. She got it for probably pennies on the dollar. I remember thinking I would have bought that mirror had I seen it. Yeah. Yeah. No, a lot of people are, are pros at coming. We get a lot of dealers and we get the public there. And it was like, I couldn't even believe what we did on this one here. We actually outperformed my wildest dreams. Is we're not going to get rid of all this stuff. There was a whole room of just Christmas stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, we saw, to be fair, there is some remainders. And what we're doing is I'm sending them up to uh, like in, some into auction in Brampton. And the other stuff is going to out to Southworks Antique Mall. Now, have you been ever out to Southworks Antique Mall? No. It's out, it's, I don't think I have. I don't okay. know. Southworks Antiques Mall is 30,000 square feet of other people's stuff. There's about 100 dealers there, and it's like one giant co-op, okay? And it's run by Doug and Laura Harding. They've been there for 22 years, so the, and they know their stuff as well. But if you want to, for an excursion, they have bus trips out there, and there's all sorts of dealers. To a mall? All, yeah, it's it's not like a mall like you think. Okay, it's like, like an antiques place, it's, I guess. It's like an antiques place, but it's 30 thousand square feet of antiques that's unbelievable okay and we've been there for 20 odd years i think i've been there for 22 years and i have two booths there and we bring some of the stuff from that sale yesterday like some of the things that didn't sell like i have some planters and a couple things just really really nice. but in fairness you said this auction is over at 2 p.m i think that i mean there were still items there you could still have had a full estate sale because it was really like 10 homes in one yeah that's yeah. how i would describe it to people you go how many couches would a person have in their home? Well, you wouldn't guess seven, but that's what it ended up being or whatever it was. No, no, there was 11 to start. 11 to start. Okay, yeah, like, I mean, some of this yeah, stuff was insane. Oh, no, no. But that's what we do. And this person here, in fairness, if we'd had this, if I'd been brought to this house two weeks earlier, two things would have happened. I would have had the house sale sooner. We would have gotten rid of more stuff. But we would have displayed this house completely blank and probably would have gotten a couple hundred thousand dollars more. Mm. Okay, because it, it, people were distracted by when you go to a house and there's boxes to the ceiling. Yeah. And it's it was clean, but boxes and boxes. They can't see the hardware floor. They can't see this. They can't see the, the, the closets were all seated lined and all this stuff. This is what we do. Like, yeah. I can't overemphasize. If you call us in, like we're now taking appointments now for January, February, March, April, and May. And some of the good weekends are already gone for what we're going to do. When people have got a house, they know they're going to move. This time is our friend as long as we have lots of it. Mm. When we end up with no time, then it ends up being a problem. But it is exciting, too. I mean, you see there's just like dozens of cars lined up to get whatever they've got. There's some beautiful outdoor furniture and planters and things like this. Some of this was like cast iron from the 50s or the 60s. Like We're talking about like... 200-pound planters of cast iron, you know, a whole collection of them, just beautiful stuff. There's a chance they might stay in my house. Is that right? Yeah, see, I would guess that because they were beautiful. Exactly. Yeah, no, these are really nice. But that's what, like I say, this is what we do. This is our whole thing. It's like we want to uh, help people. I'll do individual items and help people get rid of individual items. But when it comes to a whole house, we're actually professional. We take it up. We can get rid of everything, and you are end up with a completely clean and empty house ready to be sold. Some people want to stage it, but sometimes it's going to be a knockdown. You want to have it so someone sees the actual house. Let them design it. Yeah. Some of these real estate agents want, oh, we want to put this in. This is going to cost you $5,000. we will put this and this and this. That isn't their stuff, you know? Well, if it's styled in the 1970s, I mean, you can put all the nice furniture in you want if they see a— a pattern on a piece of wallpaper or the floor that they don't like, yeah, it's not yeah. going to go. Yeah. 
Or not for top dollar, anyway. But we had a lot of... Now, were you surprised? Did you have fun yesterday? I was stunned. I said, I said, what is happening here? Are they filming a movie? Because by the time I got to the street that it was on, there was already cars lined up. So I said, oh, there must be also a house party or something like that. Yeah. No, it was the one estate sale two blocks away. Like, that was crazy. But, but it was did... fun. It, the energy was just great. I know, but we... We, we need to convert you. You didn't spend any money yesterday. No, 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 no. I didn't no, even no. get to give you I'm anything. I'm generally anti-stuff. Like, I don't have a lot of stuff, but I live in a small condo. That's why. Okay, okay. So I can't come home with, oh, I bought eight-foot bookshelves that were made with mahogany 100 years ago. It won't work. It won't, it okay, won't fly. Okay, okay. But everyone needs, you saw the prices. where We, we were selling, the consigner was getting reasonable prices for it. Yeah. They, in auction, some of the stuff we sold yesterday in auction would go for $20, and we got $95 or $150 for it. Well, because you got the speed thing there. So people were getting bargains, by the way. The mirror that I mentioned, I think even the way it was priced was probably low. It was stunning. Oh, yeah. It was a yeah. big, beautiful. I loved the, the border on it. was just. And how many people had walked by that? Hundreds oh, yeah. of people had walked by the mirror. I didn't even see it there. It was unbelievable. You see, I see it every day because I like I look at myself. But it was in between what the three three bedrooms on the upper floor. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just it was in a place where people were passing, and then lo and behold, at the end of the day, the woman goes, "What do you want for this mirror?" If yeah. she wanted to buy that retail, it would have cost her three times more. Easily, went, easily, 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 yeah, yeah. So there was deals to be had. Anyway, so uh, when is we don't know the next uh, no. estate sale, but we do know if you have a property full of goods, you don't know what to do with it. This is something that Paul Kenny can handle. You can call him at his store, and you can do a full assessment, get all sorts of appraisers in there, get actual values on some of these antiques. The number you would want to call is 905-737-4653. That's 905-737-4653. But it was fun. I mean, everyone was working hard. There's like 15 staff members there. But it was an exciting day. It was very exciting. Well, that's what I said. Bring a box, bring money, and bring your sense of humor because we actually had fun with it. Everyone, some people tried to buy to negotiate. Everyone negotiates at these things. If you put, you know, uh, if you s- try to sell something for a penny, they'd say, well, you take half a penny. It's really remarkable, the, the bartering that goes on. Yeah. We don't have that anywhere else in our society no, right now. Yeah, Cash works. Yeah, you can't, go to, you can't go to the keg tonight and be like, ah, the steak says 29, I'll give you 18. It just doesn't work. There's, none of that happens anymore here. No. Uh, let's go to the phone lines, and they are open. 416-360-0740. Free assessments on your stuff, antiques and collectibles. Let's go to Richard in Toronto. Richard, how are you? Yes, hello. Hi. Okay, today, how are you guys? Pretty good. Good, yeah. I just have this uh, pocketbook that I've had uh, uh, all my life, practically, and it's it, it's not just a description there, pocketbook. It's it's pocketbooks incorporated. They're the publisher. I know them. Yep. Yeah. yeah, this is the second printing of 1942. It, it's called... You can't do business with Hitler. What a Nazi victory would mean to every American. Okay, propaganda's oh. good. Yeah, that's kind of a cool title, but pocketbooks, some pocketbooks, like he's saying that company made science fiction pocketbooks and horror and some, and they go up to four and $500 per pocketbook. So help me out here. Is this for a, a, like a woman's pocketbook, like a change purse? No, it's no, leather? No. no, no, this is a pocketbook. This is like a soft color, um, um, a soft cover book. Oh, okay. So when a book gotcha. goes on in hardcover, and then they put it in the softcover market, and that only I think I only think that only started in the '30s, but this would have been when they're trying to get to the mass the mass market. It probably has some appeal in certain areas, and it would probably sell for twenty, thirty dollars, and it's more propaganda. Mm-hmm. That would be what it'd be going for. But what it's would not you say the a... title was again? You can't do business with Hitler. You Something can't do business. What a, what a Nazi victory would mean to every American. 
Wow. The chapters uh, uh, Nazi aims and methods, new pl- Nazi plans for world expansion, the new order in Europe, Hitler reaches out to the new world, uh, the United States under Nazi uh, pressure, Actually, and so on. I'm thinking that the pri- the um, uh, the there might be such a big print run on that now that I think and a lot of that stuff would be destroyed. So it might be worth a bit more if there was a uh, uh, people we find the right it. audience for it. it I mean, that's an interesting time yeah. where people, it's like an educational piece about the threat of the the axis, right? So it's just, yeah. I guess for allied countries, this book would sell well, I would guess. Yeah, it's an anti-Hitler book, but it's still from back then, uh, the print run wouldn't have been that big probably. Yeah, no. Interesting. Okay, so the short answer is we know up to four or $500 possibly, yeah. depending on the condition and how the art on this one yeah. tends to look. But you might have an interesting piece there. So, Richard, what I would say is you can send an email to Paul so he can have a better look at it or take a drive up just north on Young Street in Richmond Hill to 10,341 Young Street, get Paul to have a closer look at this thing because there's going to be tons of buyers for something like that, I would think. That's not an obscure collector's item. I think a lot of people would like to have that in whatever collection they have. It's just an interesting piece of art. But being a second printing is going to hurt it. I'm going to say that right away. Okay. Uh, First printing would be better. Richard, thanks for your call. We're going to go to Sharon in Toronto. Sharon, how are you? You're on Consignment Heroes. We are live. Hi. Hi. Uh, I've got a card. It's a postcard of Jackie Robinson. Okay. And it's um, signed. Now, is it by Jackie Robinson? Jackie Robinson. It's, It's the card itself. Whoop, I'll turn this radio off here. The card itself is uh, a printed card. It says, sincerely yours, Jackie Robinson. But then across his picture, he's written, Sharon, with best wishes, sincerely, Jackie Robinson. Well, it was written to you personally? That is correct. What, did you date him? What's going on? What's the story here? <laughs> no, what? Oh, I she's not going to tell us. Oh, all right. Okay. As to who gave it to me, knowing that I was a Dodger fan in those years. Wow. Okay. Now, what what year is it postmarked, or is it just uh, no, it's unused? Not. It's uh, it's just the card. What year was the card, by the way? It doesn't say. No. Well, okay. you you remember when you received it, though? Yeah. Cause he, oh. Oh, he came a long up time ago. He came up. Oh, with he lived Montreal until like nineteen eighty, right? Yeah. He actually Jackie Robinson played his first baseball up here, Montreal Royals. Montreal. That's yeah. correct. And then he went on to uh, with the yeah. Dodgers. The Dodgers. He's wearing a Dodger uniform. It looks like he's standing on the uh, top step of the dugout. Okay, something like that. Uh, Jackie, I had him on a letter, and we got twenty five hundred on with his letterhead on it. He lived for a while afterwards, so there's a lot of some of his autograph stuff around. But there's a big amount of people who collect Jackie Robinson. Now, what we'd have to do with this is we'd have to get it, even though you know it's right, uh-huh. and I know it's right. If you want to sell it. We would have to get it uh, JSA'd, authenticated. They'll slab it, put in a little thing, and say that this is an authentic Jackie Robinson autograph. This only comes in place if you're going to give it to your grandkids or something like that and you want them to sell it. You should get this done now so that they know it's not just grandma spouting off, oh, I like this, you know. No, and this was okay. me meeting Jeff. Me, me Where do I get this authenticated? You can send it to us, um, and we have them come up here about twice a year, and they will do a mass authentications for us. If there's a problem, if it takes a little bit longer, it uh, sometimes it takes a month. If you want to get it done immediately, we can send it down immediately. But we have the people from JSA come up 
and talk to us up up here and authenticate stuff. And oh, wait, Jackie wait, Robinson's easy to authenticate. something out to me. I'm trying to, what does it say there? who took it or who did it. No, I can't make it out. I think, yeah. I, think I need a magnifying glass. Do you have any other uh, Jackie Robinson stuff or any programs or baseball cards? No, this is the only card. This is copy art photographers. Yeah, no, that doesn't uh, matter whatsoever. Whatever this is on actually doesn't count for it's $20. Unless it's on a card or on a program, there's a World Series program. It's his autograph that's going to carry the piece. And if it's real, um, it's going to be 1500 to $2,500. Wow. And you can't be that big a fan if you don't have any other cards or programs. No, okay. that's all I have. You can send it on to us, and you can give, give me a call during the week, and we can help you out with this. Okay, what would I? Where would I call during the week? Oh, uh, I have the number here. Yep. So it's nine zero five seven three seven four six five three. That's nine zero five seven three seven four six five three. But obviously, Jackie Robinson, everyone's going to want to get their hands on this, that sort of thing. Sharon, let me ask you quickly: Did you write to him, and then he wrote to you? How do you get something like that accomplished back then? Put it this way: This had to be about sixty or seventy years ago. Yeah, I honestly don't remember. I oh. was a ball fan, and I think I've got a feeling that my aunt at the time lived in New York, and okay. she always used to try to get things for me that I was interested in. And I have a feeling that that's where it came from. How she got it, I have no idea. So it's then important that we get it authenticated, yeah. right? Because your aunt might just say. Well, no, there's a couple things. If you send away autographs, and they'll be so signed by secretaries or people like that. But on this case here, um, uh, if your aunt got you should get authenticated. Yeah. And if she was in New York, then we know this is probably before 55, because the Dodgers left New York in Brooklyn. They left Brooklyn in 1957 for the West Coast. Okay. So... If she got it, then it's probably going between 55 and 57, and the Dodgers win the World Series in 55. Come on. Oh, yeah. The, one, the, the Bums actually won that year. <laughs> <laughs> so if it's that year that this that was signed and it's authenticated, yeah. it's probably going to go for higher end because it's an exciting time. That hand was doing some great things that year, yeah. right? Yeah. No, Jackie Robinson, you've got a very nice piece there, Sharon. Sharon, stay in touch. Again, that phone number, 905-737-4653. That is the off-air number to Paul Kenny's store located at 10,341 Young Street, and people can just walk in with goods off the street yep. there, get assessments, trade gold and silver, these sorts of things. If you want a free assessment right now, live on the radio here on Zoomer Radio, our phone number is 416-360-0740. Let's go to Ann in Mississauga. Ann, good afternoon. You are live. Okay. Um, I have quite a few items. I'm uh, selling my house. I'm downsizing. Okay. Uh, well, one of the items is uh, Royal Dalton, a set of 12, uh, with the tea, coffee pot, uh, everything, creamer, sugar. What's the pattern? Uh, it's yellow rose. That's all, all I know. I don't know much about this. It's all been It's just a inherited. tea set, not a regular set. Then it's just probably a coffee pot, tea cups, and... Uh, oh no, and it's the dinner plates, and uh, it's the whole set. And it's yellow. Don't it's been collected over, thir- um, I guess, thirty years ago. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm more enthused about Jackie Robinson, but I'm still. You're distracted I, by Jackie Robinson. I am. Distracted. He needs to know, people. Okay, so sorry. Uh, take us through some of the other contents because you said you're clearing your home, so you've got a set of Royal yeah. Dalton okay. dishes. I've got some uh, Bulgarian china, four pieces. Uh, 
I've got an old shoe mending kit from early 1900s. I've got um, a train set uh, that's about 40 years old, an old train set. Is it Lionel or Meccano or Triangle? What kind of train set? Okay. Meccano. What scale is that? Is that the little one, the smaller one? They come in all sorts. The smaller one. Okay, yeah. It's just like a caboose and uh, three cars, and um, that's it. And then I have some. Franklin, um, oh, Don't I guess say Franklin vintage uh, paintings, uh, seven of them, that were bought in Kleinberg over 30, 35 years ago. A group of seven They're pictures. All focus scenes. Yeah. Um, go back to your yellow rose. Okay, that set probably in 12-place settings is probably worth two, $300 right now in today's market because it's got the gold trim, doesn't go in microwaves, and it's an old, it's a 1940s-looking pattern, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And but it still sells. Okay. Still money. If, yeah. yeah. There's not like, a lot of tea remember, sets out okay. there that are worth anything, right? Remember yesterday we at the sale had a cup and saucer that oh. that's worth five hundred dollars. I'm there. Paul goes here. Look at this. And so he just hands well, it. I have my... twenty-five cups and saucers that are. Okay. From all over. Yeah. Just one little. What, what color is it? Orange or pink or whatever? I'm colorblind. It doesn't pay yeah. in these They're moments. Pink. Oh, they're yellow. It's a yellow rose. Yeah, yellow rose. If you've got Paragon, Ainsley, and some of the old cups and saucers, I'd be interested in those. I got 25 of different ones, yeah. So what you can do is, like I said, send me off a picture or a list of them and send it off to my store. It's too much to go through at this point right here, but if you send off the list to my store, we can take care of you for sure. But like I say, some of the cups and saucers, some are going to be worth $3, and some are going to be worth $500. Okay, um, yeah, I've got quite a few of them. Also, I have um, two prints. Um, I think one's 100 uh, of loons, Canadian loons. That Bateman? Um, or pardon? Who, yeah, it depends on who did it and how it's framed up. Even we at the yesterday's sale, we had Trisha Romance, we had Bateman's. They sell in the in the galleries for four and five hundred dollars, but the secondary market they're a hundred, hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, they are what they are in the frame yeah. if they're in good shape. Yeah, yeah, and and most of them are beautiful though. Yeah, they they they're very nice, but these they're not as they're not going to be appreciated in value. They usually right. don't. Okay. You're but, listening to Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio. Our phone number is four one six three six zero zero seven forty. We're offering free assessments on all of your stuff, any valuables, antiques, or sports memorabilia. Maybe you have gold and silver bars or coins or jewelries you'd like assessed. Any piece of old advertising, maybe vintage comic books or vintage toys. We have a man here who is the oracle of all things old stuff. His name is Paul Kenny. He's one of the stars from Storage Wars Canada, and he's here to serve you right now. And again, our phone number, 416-360-0740. We'll be right back. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. 
Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. We are live in Liberty Village. Light snow. I'm here with Paul Kenny, one of the stars of Storage Wars Canada. We're here doing Consignment Heroes, where we reach out to listeners all over southern Ontario and the northern U.S. states to find out about their antiques and other valuables to get free assessments. Back to the phone lines, let's go to Clive in Toronto. Clive, am I reading this note properly that you also have a Jackie Robinson autograph? Yes, uh, and it's, it's 50th anniversary and it's a glass frame. Ooh. Oh, what's it on? What's that? What's it? What, what's the autograph on? What's it signed? It's signed on on his picture. Okay, and do you know what year he got it from? It's his fiftieth anniversary. So, what are we talking about? What what year did? What year is this piece made then? I really don't know what year it was. Seventies, I guess. No. Yeah. No, no, he's dead. Um, I'd have to see the piece. Hopefully, it's not a facsimile piece or a collector piece done by somebody. No, uh, no, this is the real stuff. Yeah, and that's the saying. You remember how he got it signed? You don't remember that, eh? No, I picked this up in, in a market sale, you know, in a garage sale. That's not the best of news <laughs> because a lot of that stuff, you don't know where they got it. And that's when we talk about provenance is knowing where something has been. And um, in, in a lot of times when you want to sell an old painting or something, they want to know that you owned it. They actually mm. want to know who owned it before you, yeah. and if you knew who owned it before that. And when you say that I picked up in a garage sale, then for, for sure this is something that you want to get what we call authenticated. If you're going to sell it later or keep it and get it insured, you're going to want to have to get it authenticated just so you know what you have. Okay. Uh, I'm, just, I'm helping you out here on uh, uh, this is solid advice that because uh, if, you're passing it down to someone that they know what it is, and uh, and if for value and for insurance purposes you want to do this, and if you got in a garage sale, that's a really lucky find. That's something, and it does happen. It can be as right as rain, but in this case here, I would want to get authenticated. Some even some of the auction places, there's been a lot of them put not put in jail, but they've been had their wrists slapped for selling stuff that's not authentic, and people get fooled. And this is why the third-party uh, authenticators are doing such a business. Like sometimes I'll know where something is, and I can tell it's pretty good. But even then, the guys doing the forging are pretty good at forging. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, so I don't understand. So this is a 50th anniversary of his breakthrough into the major leagues because he would have been dead 50 years after that. He only yeah. lived to be like 50, and he died in yeah. the 70s. He died in the 70s. I don't know. What year? But I think early in the 70s. So what is it the 50th anniversary of? Because he wouldn't have been alive to sign it. Do we lose him? Cla Sorry? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, how could he have signed the 50th anniversary of anything? He could barely sign his 50th birthday. He, he died in be 72. Okay, died in 72. And how old was he? Um, 
53, yeah. born in 1919. Yeah, so yeah. He, he's not signing the 50th anniversary of anything. Yeah. Other than his own birthday, he could have signed that at 50, but no one would, you know what I mean? Like, so I don't know if it could be, is it even possible it could be authentic? Unless the autograph is pulled from something else, put on a framed picture to honor oh. him. Oh, I don't know. How can I get it authenticated? <clears throat> Uh, I would send a picture off to us first on this one, and I might know the piece that it's what it is, and I can tell you. I'll give you the advice. The same way that we help people uh, getting rid of the stuff, we just say if it's worth doing it. Let me see the piece first. Uh, just send me up a picture, and I'll say, well, should we go further with this or not? Okay. Live in Toronto. Sorry, sorry to cut you off there. Uh, the number is 905-737-4653 to get, get in contact with Paul's store. And uh, you can also send him an email. Send it to sales at goldsilver.com. Back to the phone lines here. Let's go to Diane in Collingwood. Diane, how are you? I'm great. How are you guys? Pretty good. Pretty I'm. Good. Hey, wait a minute. Ben's really good because he didn't lift a thing yesterday. I did leave I early, ate yes. I all over because I worked <laughs> very hard yesterday. I was there as a friend not to break my back. I said, hey, look at all this excitement. That's it. Yeah, Actually, yeah, Ben did work. He helped my daughter pack up some clothes and stuff. But I didn't notice him lifting anything over three pounds. No, I did offer to help move the cast iron planters because I said those are heavy. You can put them in my truck. I'll deliver them. But I guess none of that no. decision happened while I was there. Yeah, well, okay. lucky you, Ben. Lucky yes. You. <laughs> Yes, what I have is my father's first um, Easter, which would have been 1926. I guess he was born in 1925. It's a pressed tin toy. It actually still has the Easter eggs in it, believe it or not. Okay. And it's so it's pressed tin, and it's one of those where you pull it along, and the little chicky would go up and down, you know? Oh, oh yeah. You, you, yeah, you'd turn it. Yeah, that's right. There's a key thing. A, a, a it's an Easter one, though? It, and it goes on its own. Hmm? It's an Easter, press tin Easter? Yes. Okay. So a 1925 tin toy in reasonable condition already, there'd be tons of interest in it no matter what. It's, even if the mechanical parts didn't work, they, people can refurbish them. They do that all the time. Is it yeah, a wind-up or a pull-along? Pardon? Is it a wind-up or a pull-along? Wind-up. Oh, that's even better. Now, you haven't overwound it, have you? No, I have never wound it. I've never seen my father he used to bring it out from time to time. Okay. Years ago, and I never, I don't think I ever saw him wind it either. I'm not. Yeah, but you know it's from '26, not, and it's it'll be probably made in USA marks. Yeah, uh, made it. Yeah, I'm not sure if it has uh, markings. It's in it. It's actually uh, stored in an old box uh, from Laura Secord from the 1920s. So okay. maybe the candies came from Laura Secord. I don't know, but uh, maybe it came from Laura Secord. I don't really know. He never said. Okay, back then. Mm -hmm. um, the United States, and in 1891, they said that anything being brought into the United States had to have a country of origin on it. And in 1921, they had to say made in whatever country it was in. Oh. So your item, if it was made in for, say, made in Japan or made in, West, in Germany, would have to have a made in uh, what country it was from. And maybe oh. a, right next to that, there'll be a little symbol saying what country, what company made it. Okay, that I don't can make a difference. Okay. See, that's why you need a person like me. You'll say, well, that just looked like part of the design. I'll say, no, that's the name of the company's markings. And sometimes the manufacturer, if you have a little Shuko, uh, little Shuko car, it could be worth $550. If you've got all the right markings on it. You have another little wind-up car, it's worth $3. The difference is knowing which one is which. Okay. 
So this is why we actually... So wait, Diane, do you have the item there? Can you give it a quick glance to see the country of origin? It's actually packed away in the other room. I'd have to take it all out. Um, But I will look at it, and then maybe I will... so is it better to have the name? The oh, yeah. Or made not? in America wouldn't be the best. Is that right? Oh, yeah. he made in USA, maybe Marx or something like that. But also, it packed with that, I'm hoping there's some old comic books and some old gum cards and sports cards. No, and, no. These no. these were from my when my dad was a child. Um, there's only other little um, Easter-type toys. Okay. And, uh, you know, no, nothing like that. He didn't save any of that sort of stuff. Hey, Diane, I was going to say, we have about 20 minutes till the end yep. of this episode. If you want to, we'll let you go and give us a call back near the end if you want to go dig out the item and have a look at it. Or yeah, give us a picture. I'll, I'll try to do that. Yes. And um, I'll, I'll try to do that. Okay, we'll, leave, we'll try to leave a phone line open for you. She's line four right now, so uh, we'll, we'll, take her, we'll put her on hold right now, and then hopefully we'll get that answer for you. Okay. What do you what, what, what's the best case scenario on something like this? Oh, there's a number of you know, manufacturers out of Germany and stuff. It depends on how complicated the mechanics are, you know, and if it's still working. First, it doesn't work. Well, if she how pulls big? it out, we'll find out. She can do a half wind and see what happens. We don't want to damage anything, right? That's 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 the trouble here. Okay, let's go to Sharon in Aurelia. Sharon, how are you? You're on Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radio. I have a white. Uh, Wait a minute, you're our second Sharon today. Okay, go have, ahead. Yeah, I have a white uh, jug or a pitcher. It's about eight inches high. It says Dominion of Canada on it. It has seven coat of arms on it of the provinces. Interesting. On the back, it has uh, God Save Our Noble Queen. Okay, probably and before 18. In the 18. middle of the jug, it has a picture of Queen Victoria. Okay, this is a good piece because before they had the Western expansion out in the, the Western provinces came yes. in, and Queen Victoria says before 1901, mm-hmm. um, probably before 1897 because they would always, they really beefed up that uh, she was there for 60 years as queen. On something like that, would be collectible as Canadiana. Yes. Um, probably going to be in around. Now, who made it? Uh, it doesn't say. It's on the bottom. It's got R E G. That's a, in little in little diamond. And um, a small D. Yeah. And then it's got number one nine zero zero. That's a registration mark. That way, you can date the actual year of the piece. I because all those marks actually occurred. You'll be able to nail it down to the exact year it was made or registered. Mm-hmm. Um, a piece like this is probably going to be worth about $100, $150 if it's in really good shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, people love the Queen, and uh, they love Queen Victoria. Yes. And it's Canadian, it's Canadiana as well, so you've got two different people collecting this. It can go $100, $150, maybe even a little bit more. You okay. say it's plain white, though, right? It's plain white with the gold trim around the yeah, handle yeah. and the... What is uh, it, like a little beer jug? What is, how would you describe it? No, it'll it? be a pitcher. It'll a be a pitcher. pitcher. Yeah, ah, like a little gotcha. milk jug or yeah. whatever. No, there's just one of those things that we all keep in the kitchen and uh, yes. and we display it on the shelf, make sure it doesn't go in the window, that's all. Yeah, you know? okay. <laughs> Actually, can I, for one second, before we go to a call, yeah. while I was gone away, and I'm going to say this about the kitchen, okay? Yeah. I had my friend um, uh, Sam do up our kitchen. Okay, I know you do all your own work. I, but, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know you these hands. My hands lift, but I don't do any work at all. <laughs> no finishing work, right? No okay. finishing work. It was so nice to come back after we come back from Australia. I was going to mention it last week. It says everything was done and everything was perfect. 
Okay. You know when it's like you get someone to do something for you and you come back, it's halfway done. It says, well, can we come back and do this again? Yeah, you got to come back, can, do the caulking or the backsplash or there's an outlet not working. or Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. He did exactly what he said he was going to do. He did exactly for the price. He wasn't exp- wasn't cheap, but, you know, for the amount of time my wife spends time in the kitchen. Sure. You know what I mean? It's actually, I'm not looking to save $50 and have her gripe at me every day. You right. know what I mean? Yes. But everything was perfect. And this is Sam. And I, I told him I'd give him a shout out because he did me such a nice job. It's, it's, it's good. New generation. Um, new generation wood in Guelph. Okay. That's the name of the company. That's the name of the company. That's on, quite a plug, by the way. Well, I know. New no, generation no. in Guelph. They do kitchens, obviously. He does kitchen. He does cabinet work. No, he's got a whole factory there. I saw the factory. You know something? They always take you through the tour and you say, I don't know if he's going to actually do a good job. But the thing was done absolutely perfect. And I'm look, and I'm actually looking for mistakes and stuff. You know what I mean? And I says, well, okay, this is now. And even after a week, everything's still perfect, so I'm still happy. Wow! You know? Look but at this. So he must have done actually, a nice job. Actually, I was for giving him a plug. I'm not doing a very good job because I should have his phone number or something. Oops, I got <laughs> well, it's not prepared. I'm not prepared. No, but I said <laughs> I would do this. But he's in Hamil. He's in Guelph. Wait a minute. He's at 519-836-8300. I'm going to say this because he's a good guy. And some people are out there doing stuff and doing not so good work. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I just want it done right. That was the whole thing. And like I say, if, if someone out there needs some kitchen work done, I would recommend him highly. Wow. This is pretty good. So he must have done a great job. He didn't know this was coming. Now his phone's been ringing off the hook. Well, no, I I hope so. Did I say the number right? Yeah, he's on 519-836-8300. The name of the company again. It's it's, uh, New Generation Wood. It's Sam and Nancy. And they just, like he's got the whole, he does everything from scratch. He says, I'm not going to bring any other parts. He does all the cutting, all everything. Old school cabinet maker. The whole, he's old school. That's the best way to put it. Mm. I never thought about that. Yeah. But he says, I can guarantee my work, he says, because I do it. Yeah, well, it's not all particle board. No, no. Is, yeah, well, there might be some particle board. I don't know. <laughs> no, of course there is. I'm just saying, I but if you have an old that. school guy, they're usually not impressed by, ooh, white MDF cabinets. Beautiful. I don't even know what MDF means. Okay, go All ahead. right, forget it. We'll move on. Yeah, you're not a home improvement guy. We've got to get back to the phone lines, though. We're going to go to Patricia in Sunderland. Where is that? Oh, it's Sunderland. Yeah, okay, yeah. sorry. Where is that? Um... Sort of south of Barry. Yeah, Jackson Point. Up by Jackson's Point. South of, is it not, uh, yeah, okay, so Innisville, south of Barry. So it's south yeah. of that? I have a bunch no, of postcards from there. towards, like, Beaverton. Okay, okay, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Patricia, welcome to the show. What do you got? I have an antique doll. Okay. It was my grandmother's, and it was. it has never been played with. She just saved it and gave it to me when I was 21. Now, is it a porcelain head doll? I shouldn't no, know this has, much about this, but I do. It has porcelain hands. The body is made out of kid leather. Wow, okay. It, it was one of the very first dolls with the eyes that would open and shut. Okay, now is there a name on the back? The manufacturer would be on the back of the neck? Well, actually the, the top of the head came off one time. Oh, and she has human hair. Okay. And she has all her original clothing right down to the, the button shoes. How old was your grandmother? What year was your grandmother born? Um, um, 
I don't know. <laughs> okay. But I saw the date on the back of the doll. It was like 1889, I think it was, made in Germany. Yes, okay. I'd love to mention the initials on This is another case where who makes it mm-hmm. makes all the difference. Right. And But these don't transport so good. If you're going to transport, transport it up to my store in a, in a wool blanket or just rest it on a blanket in a box, mm-hmm. um, I'd have to see it. Yeah. And take pictures of the mark. Um, hopefully there's no cracks in it. The human hair is nice touch. Uh, keep all the original clothing for it. Yep. Um, but it can, I hate to be this vague, but I'm going to say 200 to 5,000. Yeah. I got to see it. Right. Unfortunately, on this case here, I really got to see it. Old dolls yeah, are and worth it, tons When of I'm money. hearing real hair and leather body and I go, this sounds more like a lottery ticket. It could go through the roof. Yeah. yeah. And she has these little um, uh, V-shaped wedges on her uh, elbows and knees so that her limbs will bend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that that's all that's all pretty standard in some stuff. But I like it depends on who made it and how nice the doll and I have numerous doll collectors who will buy this doll. Mm-hmm. Okay? And it's, it's but I have to see what it is. I have to but, an exact description. Patricia, you're mobile. Can we get you to go to the store at 10341 Young Street? Yes. Okay, so when's a good time for you, Paul? I can book this right now. I'm in all week long this week, except for tomorrow where I'm out to Southworks where I bring my stuff from the sale that didn't sell yesterday. But the rest of the week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, Mm -hmm. I'm at the store. I leave early on Fridays to play poker, but the rest of the time I'm there. Leave early on Friday to play poker? I have to go take a nap before I go play poker. Okay, fair enough. So, Patricia, there's lots of opportunity this week if you wanted to make the trip down to the store. Again, at 10,341 Young Street. Anything else? Interesting piece, though. Oh, yeah. I kind of want to see that, actually. No, no. A lot of our listeners have great stuff. I know, By the way, we're being lazy. We are not getting... We are getting to about half as many calls okay, as we should sorry, have by okay. now. Back to work. Robert in Mississauga. Robert, how are you? Welcome to Consignment Heroes. Hi, guys. Enjoy your show. Oh, thanks, man. Thank you. I've got a few things, but I'll maybe I'll go with the, with the best stuff first. Let me turn my radio off. Sorry about that. I have a New York Federal Reserve $1 banknote. Dated 1914. I like it. Okay, silver certificate or no, no, it's New York Reserve, right? Yeah. Okay, that that there, I don't have my book with me. These have five. These have very specific values depending on the condition it's in. It if is, you've got it, it if it's in really nice shape, some of these could go for good money. People collect money in lots of different ways, and in this case here, they're going to. Um, I'd have to see it, the condition. Like, is it nice and crisp still? No, it is well worn, but it's not torn. Okay, so it's but probably it's a day about, too, right? Federal Reserve in the U.S. What 1913 set up? 1914, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's the first year of the Federal Reserve. Oh, I thought it was 13. Year. Yeah, second year. But yeah, so this is the second the year. First right away. No. no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. It's a very good time piece. I mean, it's you know. Do you know what I can tell you about that piece? It's worth 97 percent less today than it was in 1914 as a dollar. <laughs> You're talking about inflation. Inflation. Yeah. But we can, as a collector's piece, it's worth substantially more. It's a very large bill. Yeah, they're, no, they're the oversized bills. And it depends. There's a couple of things on the serial number and who signed it because there will be different variations on it. If you send me off a scan to our shop, I can send you a price over the Internet in 10 seconds. He's in Mississauga. He's got other stuff. Oh, you got it. Oh, no, come on into the store as well. Yeah, okay. I, I have some, something else. Now, you're going to yep. think bad of me, but uh, my dad was in World War II. Yeah. And, of course, he's got some medals. 
Yeah. And not that I want to sell them, but when I die, who's going to get them, right? But he, has, he was on loan to the British Navy, and there's this one medal that's very, very unique. It's probably the coolest of all the medals. And it's got this, it's, it's got this lion standing upon this serpent-type kind of creature with two heads. And the lion is holding down the one head. Okay. And what? one head is dead. It's bizarre. What I'd like to say, okay, I'm going to say this. We do not melt metals, okay? I don't burn Bibles. I don't recycle Bibles. I give them away, and I do not melt metals. I have from, the like, fam- yeah, from the family. He, he means, like, yeah, you mean medals of <laughs> honor is what you're okay, talking medals about. Medals yeah. of honor. I'm just wondering when I die, who's going to, someone's going to take this. You can sell them in advance. Wow, that's sad to think no, about, no, too, but, right? Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are people who collect the medals and keep them and, and uh, give them the right, proper reference, I mean, the proper respect that they should get. My dad they, was on the only cruiser in the, in the Canadian Navy. It was torpedoed in the Pacific Ocean. They wow. went into Boston Harbor, and they spent two months in dry dock, and then they went out again. Now, I'd be interested in the history. Now, I'm going to say this. With these medals, I'd like you to sit down and spend a half an hour and write a little bit of a history. So whatever does go with these medals, that you have part of the history of the person who got them. And that's important. I love when someone brings in a collection to me where they have no one to hand them down to. I always want to know what the story is. And the people who buy them off of me want to know what the stories are. Okay, and I would even suggest this now for the rest of the after, some of the afternoon to spend a half hour, write down what you just said about about being on that ship that got sunk in the Pacific, the yep. dry dock, a little bit of the history, and the person behind the medal, because that's the only way that we can actually keep the story going. Well, back when the war times were so tough, my dad was actually uh, um, drafted by the army. But when he finished basic training, he had an ulcer, so they discharged him because his stomach was no good. He waited two months, and then he enlisted in the Navy, five years in the Navy. Great. Wow. Yeah. No, no, my, uh, my father-in-law was in the Navy, but different side. Yeah. Okay. No, <laughs> I, would, um, I would suggest that about that. And if you decide you want to sell the medal, the story helps the sale of it. And then, you know. Well, I want the story of this medal. I'd never yeah. heard of this. A two-headed lion with one of them dead or resting or whatever. And I'm going to have propped to see up it. on the other. Yeah. yeah it sounds fantastic. Because sometimes the people's description is not, I'm not as good as they can describe Well, you it. can send a picture. You can send the email. Hey, Robert, you can send it to sales at goldsilver.com. Sales at goldsilver.com. Just snap a picture with your phone. Yeah. Send it to sales at goldsilver.com. Or you can just go to the store at 10,341 yeah. Young Street. Robert, okay. do, you, do you have the uniform? Unfortunately not. Ah. Times were so tough back then that uh, when he got home, his sisters cut it up for and made clothing for their children. Bizarre. No, that's, they needed that, but those metal... Those, Use it up, of, wear it out. Yep. Some of those uh, uniforms today go for a couple thousand dollars. Yeah, of course. You know, and not dress uniform, but any of the wartime fatigues and stuff like that can go for good money, even the patches and the buttons. What about rings? My mother had dated a lot of, she was pretty, she was pretty, and she dated a lot of, a lot of people, servicemen. She's got this uh, American Air Force ring. Uh, there's a lot of those out there, but they, they have, depending if it's certain units, they can be worth money too. But a lot of it, they're at least going to be made out of silver. And there's also love tokens. During the war, they had the love tokens, they'd take a coin and they'd, uh, scratch out one side, and they'd make a little design on the other side. There's really? A lot of, well, there's a lot of stuff with the war that... What, just mean, uh, like, people individually would scratch out one yeah. side of the thing and then carve a, you know... A name in it or something I like that. I love you, yeah. Jessica, or whatever, yeah. And some of the love, the, the love medals and the... The rings, I'd have to see. If she's got... Do you have a lot, any of them gold or all silver? It's silver. Okay. And you can tell it's a man's ring. It's really big, eh? Okay, okay. 
Um, any um, postcards or any pictures from back then? Uh yeah, yeah. My dad has pictures of of like when they uh, okay. when they were the ship. You're, was you're got, we, okay. we love it. We love it. Invite him to the store. It's enough. He's got tons of stuff that everyone's done. Robert, to come have. and see me. Come and see me. Okay. The hey. store's at ten thousand three forty one Young Street. Of course, you'll be welcomed with a big smile because he's got all sorts of wonderful collectibles. Get that Federal Reserve note, by the way. Yeah. Nineteen fourteen. No, no. uh, we got to get back to the phone line. Let's go to Mary in Etobicoke. Mary, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Just fine. What have you got? Okay, I have an egg cup. It's metal, and it was uh, it was on. There's a crest on it, and the crest. We looked it up, and it was was on the SS Duchess of York, and it was in the 1930s, I believe. And it, we did get the history of this, um, the, where it was, and then in one case, it was over in uh, going over the Atlantic. Um, I think it took passengers back and forth, and then it was also used for people uh, during the war, uh, t- taking some of the uh, refugees and so forth. Was it sunk? I uh, hate to say, yes, I'm not. Yes, the ship has sunk. It has been. It has sunk. But the crest on it, it's 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 uh, quite a nice. It has a beautiful a crest right on the base of this egg cup. The egg cup is like on a stand of its own. And the crest is, um, it has a, a crown on the top. It's done in gold. And there's a, a, something in front. Sounds a like a nice square, piece. Squares, re, uh, red and white. Okay, squares. now here's what i got to tell you about these things. If it's a souvenir wear from the ship, they are worth a little less because people could just buy them. If it was something that was stolen out of the kitchen, that's even better. <laughs> Especially if the ship was sunk. No, I had a muffin. Of course, yeah. I was just thinking about that. Yeah, a sugar caster that normally we would sell for thirty dollars, silver plate, and I got two hundred and fifty on it because it was on the Canard Line. And if it's Duchess of York, if you've got this kind of, if it says Duchess of York on it, and it was something they actually served breakfasts on. Yeah. That would be nice. Someone stole it, put it in their purse, and went up to their... As their opposed state. to from the gift shop, if this was part As, of the actual yeah. utensils of the ship. Yes. Yes. I see. I see. No, no. A lot of people don't know that. That's And, the, and a postcard from that you know, would be nice as well. But it's if it was sunk, that actually helps it along. And it's too late to be... We can't charge him with a crime at this point, right? There has no. to be some sort of limitations. If you stole a cup like that 70 years ago, you're probably getting away with it. What's the statute of limitations stealing an egg? Cup? I don't know that we have one in Canada, but the, yeah, I was going to say for theft in the states, I think what maximum seven years. We are officially out of time. Again? I'm so sorry. Yes, we're out of time. I know, I know. Look at the phone lines are jammed. I apologize to everyone. We're not going to get to, um, but all of these conversations can continue off yeah. air. You can give Paul a call at his store. The number is nine zero five. The store is located at 10,341 Young Street. We were talking about estate sales earlier in the day. If you have any questions about maybe you have a home or you know someone who's got a whole bunch of goods they need to get rid of at once, that's one of their specialties. Again, call 905-737-4653. You can also shoot them an email. Send it to sales at goldsilver.com. We didn't have bogey this week. Hopefully we have next week. No, no, he'll be here. You know, I'm going to steal one of these Zuma radio mugs. Oh, well, I think they're, <laughs> they're hard to get your hands on. I don't know. They're oh. very, very exclusive. Yesterday, I did. A, a, ten people came up. I gave away a half a million dollars at my sale in Zimbabwe dollars. 
Okay. That's a nice takeaway. Zimbabwe money. Well, yes. a lot of people like us, they collect the, the $100 trillion bill because yeah. that's at the height of before the collapse of that currency. Some guy wanted to spend it there. I, could, I said, no, it's no good. <laughs> Very good. Well, thank you so much, Sebastian. Sebastian Hearn has been taking all the phone calls throughout the day. And thank you. Thank you. Have a great afternoon, everybody. We'll be back live next Sunday, 1 to 2 p.m. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.